हेलो नमस्ते आदाब जिंदाबाद वेलकम टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ फर्सर फेमिनिज्म आई एम अरुंधति आई एम दीपा दिस इज माय फर्स्ट इंट्रोडक्शन फाइनली गुड गैदर अप ऑल माय करेज टू इनिशिएट अ पॉडकास्ट बेसिकली बिकॉज़ आई हैव टू ऑफ द मोस्ट क्लोजेस्ट पीपल ऑन दिस प्लेनेट हियर ऑन दिस पॉडकास्ट टुडे आई एम वेरी एक्साइटेड बिकॉज़ वेल देयर्स भावना विद अस and bhavna is the person who made me fall in love with her very few people who have done that for me and she has been the person who has been with me in in literally the most important phase of this journey of being a feminist she likes to call what we have utopia and i think i can't agree more when i saw her when i met her she was she felt like the most confident person who could carry any outfit who can just be herself who can just be like this fierce authentic person and then i we both got to know each other a lot more and we realized how pretentious we are sometimes <laughs> <laughs> and from all that i realized that you know the amount of underconfidence she deals with the journey she has had in becoming the persona that she is how much of that revolves around her her relationship with her own body and how much of that i think is sort of built around her own journey of accepting her body so today she is here to discuss with us on the theme of body and bhav you can be the better person to tell us why what made you talk to us about this okay so hi everyone i think i won't say from the beginning but as far as i think that like my journey with say feminism or my journey with questioning people in fact started with the idea of body for me because when i was a child i used to be stick thin like bony my family used to call me this uh, colloquial lower assamese uh, thing called kengthi which means that you are bony too bony i think i was what in class 1 and my sister was born at that point of time and then back like before that i never had food like butter or anything related to dairy but because my mother used to feed my sister i used to see that and like different kind of dairy products that she used to feed my sister i saw that and i felt like having it so that's how i started eating certain food items and also i don't know if there is any kind of correlation to it but i also started putting putting some weight and as i started putting weight as back as it dates to like it was yeah 2002 my family started having issues with my body they're like okay you are putting on weight you know people started telling me a lot of things in fact when my sister was born they told me that now everyone in the family will start liking your sister because she's fair and you are not and that affected me a lot and since then up until now the one thing that has been constant is body you know i have struggled with it i have accepted it i have loved it i have gone back to struggling with it and trying hard to accept it but it's just been so so constant like i think back in uh, december 2020 i was you know in a trip uh, with deepa and i was in goa i wanted to wear a bikini because that was a huge thing for me you know to be able to wear a bikini and i did wear a bikini i loved you know that i was wearing a bikini and there were people but i was not feeling shy so i put up a picture and very strategically very politically i ensured that i put that picture up in facebook where relatives and family are there because if i do it in instagram i have blocked them so <laughs> they can't really see it <laughs> but i ensured that in facebook 
I write about my journey. And my mother did not like it. She called me up immediately to say that you can do whatever you want and we do not have an issue with that. You have gone out with your friend, you are enjoying, but please take that picture down. And I lost it. I just lost it at that moment. I like I think I felt anxious, I was angry. That's the thing. It never leaves my side. The idea of body, how I feel about my body, how others make me feel about my body. It's just a constant thing. It's a daily thing. And that's when I thought I will be more comfortable speaking on this because other soch nahi nahi hoga ye to roz ki baat hai so true when you when you say that it the body is the entry point to your feminism i think about my journey and i think about the body definitely being my entry point into very uncomfortable realization of being a woman that discomfort with myself was first sort of mapped out on my body i think and somewhere one of the first things that i remember about my life was maybe i was 7 8 no i was 12 just sort of developing breasts i was wearing a white t-shirt and i was walking down the marketplace and this lady who's running this shop just sort of gestures to me saying come here i go to her and she says tumhari mummy ne tumhe kuch sikhaya nahi hai kya and i said kyun she said bra pehna karo aise ashleel mat ghuma karo and at 12 at 12 to be told that you are somehow being sexual in some way before you have even reached that some some sort of sexual maturity and i think that sort of stayed in my bones so much that is one and then sort of simultaneously i used to ha- i used to go to school and uh, i remember one of my english teacher was like excellent at doing drawing caricatures so he used to as a free periods me draw caricatures of people I, and then he used to say acha main draw kar raha hu tum log mujhe bolo kisko maine draw kiya class mein theek hai like he was drawing everybody's and then for me he just drew one big nose just just a big nose nothing else and everybody shouted arundhat and then these series of jokes started about you know char din before arundhat enters the room her nose has entered the room and this is all at that age okay same time all of this multiple mapping on your body of what is abnormal or what is not okay i remember i became so hyper aware of my nose and my breasts for the rest of my life it has not left me this is in my bones it, it is sort of coded in my system now that i will be conscious about this at all times everywhere there are narratives woven around you at an age where you don't have the means to process them in any other way than to just acknowledge that this is probably something that is wrong with me and that is the only template that is provided to you and you're like okay i have no other way of processing this it's so lopsided even now when i look into the mirror the first things i'll notice are my boobs and my nose and it's not the first thing a lot of people notice about me <laughs> or uh, you know that's not the sum of my parts definitely there have been times when i've been in love with my body and there have been times i've hated my body but those two instances have forever made me unable to see my body as a whole <laughs> there is a compartmentalizing and a disembodying effect that that has on you or that's like deconstructs you can just completely just fucks with you yeah i know for the longest period that i remember i've associated shame with my body and i'm still struggling with that when i was i think in third second or third standard i used to wear a skirt and a shirt and then that skirt had gotten really short one of these days this teacher comes to me during an assembly and she says that why are you wearing such a short skirt i'll come to your home and i'll talk to your mother about this thing 
and then she came to my home and she joked about how when i used to bend in that skirt that skirt used to go all the way up and i was sitting there and it i can't forget that feeling of embarrassment and it was a very casual conversation and my mother also like nervously laughed and there were other people in the room everybody just laughed and i walked out of the house of the room and i went to the terrace basically was trying to hide from everybody and i stayed hidden there for like good 4 5 hours till that teacher had left my house and she had gone and everyone else had gone and i could not understand at that point why i was shamed and what was was i shamed for but that's when i started in some sense understanding that so many parts of my body should be always hidden and then later on i'm constantly compared with my sister and i genuinely look up to her and ad- admire her and i think she's really really beautiful but i think this constant comparison between our bodies constantly makes me feel that i'm not pretty enough my reaction to it was that i don't care how i look so i never used to dress up properly i never used to comb my hair properly any but anything i do will not change how i look and i don't look good anyways and that has accumulated into me not being able to like stand in front of the mirror for a very long time still very ashamed of sharing a mirror with somebody most of the time and i think everywhere i went there was some or the other tag that was attached so like at home all of those instances and then i went to college and then in college also i was constantly told that you don't put any effort in looking pretty constantly created that image of being a geek and so being somebody who's not desired and it was in that sense so much from the male gaze i sort of stopped valuing my body for myself about my color about my hair about my height about oh you have small feet oh you have small hands you here small ears and then i had to go through a phase where i started accepting it i started finding beauty in the fact that yes i have small feet yes i'm short and i find it cute and it's okay it seems strange now but may the male gaze i remember how acutely the male gaze defined certain part of my life and i remember i, I went to the us for an exchange program for 11 months when i was 16 and at the time I had started putting on weight as soon as I went there because American food and especially American food that you can afford with a student stipend is like really cheesy or really sugary and I put on 20 pounds in the first 5 months. I couldn't fit into any of my clothes, but I felt almost no shame about my weight again because I continued to be desirable to men there for a number of reasons. I was quote unquote exotic and that in itself is very problematic but but I was dating someone I just got into a relationship at the height of the weight that I had put on it I felt completely desirable to a man so I was like theek hai putting on weight no big deal I used to play it down completely moment I got back to India within the first week lots of people telling me how much weight I had put on already I was getting a little conscious there was this senior class mate this guy who I had a crush on in my candor and my confidence of having come more for a year where people were really in love with me and really love in love with every part of me i very confidently went up to him and told him that i like him or something and he went back to his class and made a mockery of me in a public classroom setting and i remember that day i felt like my school uniform wasn't fitting properly and it's so quick right the male gaze so quickly gives you validation and takes it away and all of this in hi- is in hindsight of course this neat se- set of events or whatever but after that i became so conscious of my body all the other things that come with consciousness about weight and this process of finally being comfortable in your own skin i realized much later 
when your body starts to serve your idea of your own aesthetic when it is serving some desire of yours to look a certain way or to feel a certain way that's when you become comfortable in your own skin you might feel good at many many different points in time but if that continues to be tethered in somebody else's opinion of you and somebody else finding you attractive you are still shackled <laughs> so the larger part of my school people used to tell me that i am a fat kid i don't think i was fat people just made me feel fat i mean there's nothing wrong being fat also but what i'm trying to say is that they tried to make me feel bad about my body and class 6 i developed a crush so my classmates they found out and they told the boy and the boy was like ki uske sath kaun jayega you know are yaar wo to moti hai and it just stayed with me after that i continued to think that maybe i will never have a boyfriend because i thought it is very very important to have a certain body a certain set standard of beauty to have a boyfriend so i think that is one of the reasons that my first ever relationship was with a man much much older than me he was 13 years older than me i also remember like i was going for a school competition uh, and i was in the train and i was on phone with this person and he told me that bhavna even if you are fat i I still like you I still love you you know this 13 year old man at that point also I thought that if you love me you have to just love me you don't need to mention that part even if you are fat I mean why are you adding that part I was not thinking about it why are you making me think about it so this male gaze you know it just stayed and after a point there was also a time when I started experimenting a little with makeup back in school itself so I went to uh, like a get together this guy he sees me and he goes like fashion disaster after that this conversation it continued in different instances ki we like natural beauty we don't like women with makeup back then I'm like okay abhi natural banna hai थोड़े पहले तक इनको कुछ अलग ही पसंद आ रहा था अभी मुझे नेचुरल बनना है बट माई नेचुरल सेल्फ इज समथिंग दैट आई डोंट लाइक माई नेचुरल सेल्फ यू ऑलरेडी रिजेक्टेड बिकॉज आई कंटिन्यूड ग्रोइंग अप थिंकिंग यू नो दैट आई एम नॉट डिजायरेबल आई ऑल्सो था दैट ओके इफ दिस पार्टनर इज गिविंग मी जीरो पॉइंट जीरो जीरो वन परसेंट लव देन मे बी द वायोलेशन दैट ही इज डूइंग द शेमिंग दैट ही इज डूइंग वर्बली और फिजिकली इज सम हाउ एक्सेप्टेबल द आइडिया ऑफ बॉडी इज ऑल्सो एसोसिएटेड विद वायलेंस एक्चुअली एंड द अब्यूज दैट इट गोज थ्रू एंड देन यू थिंक दैट यू डिजर्व After that, like as a child, I remember very clearly that the first time I saw Rakhi Sawant, I thought she was amazing. अरे यार मतलब she dances so well and then she can carry off these outfits. I mean she's not shying away from showing her body. You know when I first watched कभी कुछ कभी गम and I saw Poo in that कहतो ना कहतो ना outfit and in that outfit like she's wearing this red thing halter neck thing I guess and I was like man I want to wear something like that. and all my life like my parents my relatives they have tried to cover me up because i was considered fat i saw these women and i'm like mujhe aise dress karna hai mujhe ye karna hai but then also there came a time when i thought okay maybe this is just to please the male gaze you know maybe this is not what i should aspire for but i think now i have come back to this position where i am like i don't like men calling me bold because i wear clothes that shows a lot of skin i have come up to this position where i know that this is my agency i mean it's not the validation that is any more important but how you feel about your body and now i love my body the way it is and the skin that it shows and everything my experience was literally very different uh, very complicated though i uh, very early in my life got too much attention from men suddenly a, a lot of boys around me would just come and propose me or like tell other people that like, i like her or whatever and i was so i had internalized the fact that this is definitely not happening to me because i'm pretty this is happening to me for some other reason and uh, 
one of my school so called counselor at that point basically told me that because you're not giving enough attention to boys they tend to get attracted to you and that's the reason that you're getting so much attention from them. like continuous episode of constantly being reached out and we all know in indian context when men start liking you the extent to which they can go to just disembody you basically that's that's what happened so they started liking me and they thought i am their property so the male gaze in that sense that's how it worked around me then i finished my 12th 11th 12th standard and then i entered college um region changed i was in up bihar area and then i went to northeast now standards of beauty in northeast is so much different <laughs> of oh, fair skin and glowing skin and extremely thin uh, straight hair people will get their hair straightened purposefully for that and i was immediately cast out so i was immediately this girl who just goes into the library sits in a corner uh, has her specs on always studies nothing like nothing sexual desirable about her three years of that then came to bombay and bombay was like the space that gave me so much confidence because suddenly curly hair was beautiful there the suddenly having messy hair was pretty there and and then i had gained weight by that time so everyone everyone took it upon themselves who had known me from guwahati like oh now you look nice because now you have gained some weight wah to tu matlab dikhti nahi thi seekh jaisi thi whatever and then from there came to gujarat Uh, and i had long hair by then i had long curly hair and everyone used to like the hair part but rest of it was ab bahut mote ho gaye ho thode patle ho jao everyone has an opinion right you can't really segregate a day and say that aaj meri body pe koi comment nahi kare it's so funny na how much people at least indian society mein such a free for all anybody era gera nathu gera street mein can have an opinion on your body and express it and you have to take it like it's completely legitimate for anybody to tell you anything about your body so much of i think my first two encounters with people and why that affected me so much was because they were elders and this whole idea in the south asian culture of just being always reverent to your elders they, you internalize this idea that they are always right and so when they are expressing all of these very final judgments on your body you are conditioned to just take it ki ha tum bol rahe ho this is like hard truth etched in stone this is what i have to accept it really bothers me how easily people can give these opinion and i think i have also been conditioned into that it's not that i have escaped it i have also had a tendency to comment on people's weight gains weight losses how their particular body looks even if it is you know appreciatively ki yaar ab tum bahut achhi lag rahe ho which obviously carries the implicit meaning ki kuch to there was something wrong with your body earlier why there are so many things we can say in so many ways that don't need to be framed in this language and in this body normativity and they can be so validating for people without invalidating how they looked earlier there is a lot of internalized misogyny in my own language also over time i realized i it's the same with all of us the amount of internalized misogyny we have you know like there's this friend of mine who is smart gorgeous who is really hard working and of all the things i find her really really beautiful and one day i was just told her that, oh my god you look so beautiful and then she told me in a very calm tone because that is her whole demeanor you know she's very calm and composed she goes like bhavna you do no right that even i have imperfections i am not always confident about my body you know and that's when i also realized that a lot of times maybe other people do not see the 
quote unquote problems or imperfections that I see in me just the way I am seeing so much beauty in someone else maybe but they might not see it themselves because हमने उसको इतना ज्यादा इंटरनलाइज कर लिया है गिवन हमें कितना कुछ बोला गया था एक टाइम पे रिसेंटली भावन आई वर इन केरला एंड देर वॉज दिस वेरी वेरी ब्यूटिफुल ट्रांसजेंडर वुमन एंड वी बोथ केप्ट लाइक टॉकिंग टू इच अदर दैट वी हैव टू टेल हर हाउ प्रिटिशियस एंड देन आई इन माई हेड आई वॉज लाइक हाँ बोल देते हैं एंड भाव वॉज वेरी लाइक थिंकिंग थ्रू एंड शी वॉज बेसिकली लाइक वी शुड नॉट गो इन फ्रंट ऑफ एवरीबडी एंड टेन ओवर दैट बिकॉज लाइक शी सिटिंग विद अर होल ग्रूप वन ऑफ द कॉन्वर्सेशन वी हैड वॉज दैट हाउ वेन वी गो एंड टेन जस्ट दैट पर्सन दैट यू आर प्रिटी एवरी वन एल्स अराउंड हर इट इट स्ट्राइक्स अप अ वेरी डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ इनसिक्योरिटी फॉर एवरी वन एल्स एंड नाउ दैट वी हैविंग दिस कॉन्वर्सेशन आई सडनली फील लाइक हाउ समबडी बींग ब्यूटिफुल और समबडी बींग good looking or somebody's body being acceptable is always relative so you're always in a frame of say 10 people and you stand out so you are prettier in that sense women are constantly pitched against each other skin color comparison eye shape of the eye shape of the face it's never absolute ki ha mat i am complimenting this person and that's just for this person it's in some sense always in comparison to everyone else in relation to everyone else which does two things in the same in the same breath right i think we have also internalized it in a manner i have found myself comparing my skin color with other people sitting in an auto or sitting next to them like oh i am white like my skin is fairer than hers and in, this is a conversation happening in my head i'm not saying anything to her but like i am for some reason getting some validation of the fact that oh she is darker than me one is how you say say the statement the other is also, of course how it is received the receiving is also sort of deeply conditioned in what has immediately happened in that person's life or their history all of that so i'm not saying it's always on the person who's saying it there is a two way exchange and there is a conditioning on both ends but there are ways to make it about something other than how you look vis-a-vis your former self or how you look vis-a-vis the other women around you That was part 1 of our episode. We'll be back shortly. Stay tuned. recently that Ashwarya Subramanyam I think was having on her Instagram basically about how there's a bunch of new age sort of bo- body positivity influencers across the board lots of people talking about the other way around saying I have got shamed for being thin and there was this whole conversation going on saying yes you might have been told that you are too thin and that could be a problem but fat phobia is very different from thin shaming and fat phobia is systemic thin shaming is a personal attack and those two are two completely different things when you are fatter there is a much higher tendency for you to be systemically denied opportunities jobs for you to present a certain way and for you to be accepted a certain way in friend circles and in professional circles because until recently i was I used to say that I used to be constantly told how thin I was and how bony I was and how that was a problem and how that also created some. But that was that was a personal attack. I have never been discriminated against because of my my weight. <laughs> I know that, and I know that the exact opposite is true for people who who are uh, considered fat 
by society or are fat. I mean, there's nothing like Bhavna said, there's nothing wrong with saying fat. It's just all the values that we have as a society ascribed on top of the fat is the problem. I have actually come across people who have told me that, you know, uh, for being thin, they have been shamed and attacked. And I thought, is it as bad as what I have been through though, you know? But this whole uh, perspective that uh, that is a personal attack, but this one is a systematic, uh, you know, oppression or, you know, keeping fat people away from opportunities. This is an education. I need to go back to this and, you know, <laughs> read more on it. Yeah. Just how Andhati mentioned about this thin and fat thing. There's a conversation that keeps going on at home, especially with skin color and body size. There was once uh, some family gathering and the moment I entered, uh, everyone thought it was okay to comment on how much I had put on and also in a very derogatory way, like, oh my God, you have put on so much around your ass like that the word ass in asmas was actually used and i felt so humiliated i don't know why i was expecting a change so but later that evening this another cousin of mine who is darker than my complexion she was called koli which means kali by this really much much younger uh, cousin of ours like who was probably what i think she's six seven years old yeah so she felt immediately she felt really bad it was i mean i could see her face and of course anyone will feel bad about it and her mother came to her rescue immediately and was like this is the kind of you know upbringing that uh, they have given to their son and all of that and the conversation went on and went on and I was like so now you all understand how it feels basically to comment on someone's appearance I mean right at this moment you are understanding I assume and immediately I was told no 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 to tell someone that they are darker is an insult but to tell someone that they have become fat is a health concern and I was like bullshit (laughs) Bullshit 101. The moment they, these people start commenting on our bodies, it actually starts affecting our mental health. Itne jo ye log health ko leke concerned hai. So I think you should reconsider commenting about health, uh, you know. And there are also times when I have received comments like this from certain people I consider close friends. Uh, and they have remained close friends over the period of time. But because I post, I engage a lot in social media. I post a lot about, and I write also about body, you know, like my, my experiences. And they have personally messaged me saying, ka photo put on And then I'm like, listen, I don't need to listen about this. And then they'll be like, no, no, I'm just, the thing is that ye sab karna is just very influencer-like. But in real, uh, real life, isko concern mein lena you should consider this, the fact that you are becoming fat day by day. Because uh, you will get likes on Instagram, but you will not get likes in real life. This was the multi-dollar statement that I received. And, and, Wow, I think I think this was something that you and I had like, navigated together in some sense. Uh, for some considerable period, she was thinking of like modeling and stuff. And, and there was this whole conversation we had about plus size models. And Bhav was planning for that. And I remember we were doing some research. And there are like such specifications around what plus size means, you know. Like there's a specification around the body proportion that a plus size should have. And Bhav did not fit in that. She was too thin for that plus size. I was too thin. I was too short for being plus size. You are keeping specifications. And this 
this commercial body positivity na we set the standards of how, what so what, true. what plus size means yes and also yeah. i think it was dove who did this whole photo shoot right of women in different colors sizes and everything i think it was dove really beautiful women but i am like the amount you have photoshopped these women matlab unke cellulites nahi dikhe ja rahe hai so the whole idea of inclusivity that they have plus commercialization of body positivity it has gone to another level altogether because waha pe bhi they have to put in these standards where they have to ensure that it still looks beautiful or commercially uh, viable for people to you know buy our idea of beauty that we are trying to challenge like also now that we are talking about body you know like constantly mere dimag mein ye chal raha hai tab se ki hum डिजेबिलिटी पे बात नहीं कर रहे एबिलिटी पे बात नहीं कर रहे यू नो एंड बट ऑल्सो मुझे बात नहीं करना इस बात पे यू नो मच बिकॉज आई डोंट आई एम नॉट फ्रॉम दैट स्पेस यू नो सो आई प्रॉब्ली डू नॉट नो द स्ट्रगल्स एनाफ एंड आई डोंट वॉन्ट टू होल्ड द माइक फॉर सम वन एल्स I personally like I have had a journey of trying to understand disability and trying to understand what ability really means and definitely I don't think that in that sense I belong or I can be the spokesperson for that group but i have personally experienced of being short right so the vertical challenges that i've vertically challenged person and the fact that like very early on i started wearing specs so the fact that i i really cannot see when i took take off my specs in that sense like a lot of my being a lot of my personality is time and again associated with these two factors constantly right like for the longest period people used to call me chashmish the long for the longest period like andhi ho gayi hai tu tujhe kuch nahi dikh raha types you know and i started joking around it uh, because that was my way of dealing with it i think every single day there somebody or the other will make a short joke on me every day literally and after a point i was like theek hai matlab this is my reality i am short i can't access certain things the way you might be able to but that is not making me any less than you right i have experiences of like literally my opinions not being heard just because i look not old enough or i'm short there are so many times when i can't access certain things when there are like taller people in front of me i can't watch some something there have been times i have forgotten my specs or i've kept my specs somewhere and i can't see what the other person is saying or doing that becomes such an integral part of your identity and that's how that's how we've been seeing disability in general right the idea of disabled body because we have a normative body so everything else is not made according to you the system is not set for you that's why you are disabled and this was a realization i had after talking to a couple of people who've been working on disability rights and i realized that we never we are so stringent in wanting to be able bodied that we don't understand that how in so many senses the systems around us are not also made for us yeah and that's the that's the category we want yeah. to constantly aspire to <laughs> like we are able bodied we are the normal we are the normative instead of like the feminist ideal of creating a new normal or like increasing space within the normativity but most of the time you are just aspiring to to the normal like i have skin eczema right like i have very visible skin eczema like this is this definitely not a disability in any way or different ability in any way but when i started getting it, i remember for the longest time 
I had a series of stories that I used to tell people as to why do I have like very visible lesions on my skin, uh, on my legs. Oh, it was just eczema. It was uh, late onset eczema. It is never going to cure. It is sort of always going to mark itself on my body. Uh, if I ever get even just a mosquito bite, I have to be so careful to not like scratch it because it's going to leave a mark on my body. And this like perfectly waxed, you know, shapely leg is never going to be there because it's there's always going to be these things on it, right? And it took such a long time for me to also get come to terms with the fact that that's fine. <laughs> that's on my leg. Pick a deal. Like just move on. I used to in bed. I used to like you know cover myself with the blanket until my knee so that. I would be more desirable. Kept wearing pants for a really long time. Now I'm thinking that there are so many ways in which we try to assimilate with the normal and to keep aspiring to that normal that anything that is even a little bit outside, everybody will try to hide it. So then everybody has to follow along in that larger deceit that you are you're doing of yourself more than society itself. The everyday life around us, we have systematically built it in such exclusive ways then everything else which is not so-called normal is disabled. It's so interesting, you know, I, there's this TV show called This Is Us. So on This Is Us, there are three, basically three siblings. Kate is one of the three siblings. They're all sort of the same age. And Kate is fat. So for the first couple of seasons, her whole storyline, everything came back to the fact that she was overweight. And that she was fat and all the trauma that came from it, all the internalized sort of lifelong misogyny towards herself, her animosity with her parents, uh, with her mother for having brought this on to her, etc, etc. And there was this raging debate online about the show reducing her to just her being fat. Like there is nothing else in her life, everything, all roads lead back to Kate being fat and that being the only storyline. That is one part of it. And and of late, I've been thinking that such an able-bodied way of thinking about the series. I also used to think earlier on, why is everything about her weight? And then I realized, I don't know that position. Like, I don't know what it means to be that person. And maybe everything does come back to that because of how systemically everything is sort of pitted against you. And you have to create those nuances and layers of personality yourself. The world is definitely constantly making you one-dimensional. It is definitely always making you about just your weight. I don't think everything came down to Kate's weight or about her being fat. I mean, I don't think that was just the storyline. Because it starts with showing how kind Kate was to her brother. And also there were a lot of things about her relationship with her father, about her relationship with her mother. Yes, that was again about her weight because she thought her mother was this beautiful woman and she was not. But then, like you said, everything in her life has actually been made by everyone else around her about her weight. So obviously, since her traumas come from there, the larger part of her life or her life story will be about her weight. And uh, it's a very able-bodied understanding. And also for people wanting... Too much from a character like this is her reality let's stick to that let's not look for other interesting things in her this is the most interesting and probably the most if there's a word like uninteresting thing about her and that is her life let's accept it yeah i mean on one hand you want to be like every fat character cannot have the same storyline 
but at the same time it is true that there is a deep trauma around being fat that cannot be denied to them also it's like saying it's like saying you create a dalit character and completely deny them that caste position and it doesn't have to come from a place of victimhood yes yes like it's as simple as me writing and continuing to write about body and being fat in my social media and i will continue to do this like i mean it's not just always being about being fat i also write about how i don't shave i don't shave any part of my body because initially it started from the idea that are this is taking a lot of time energy and effort and later on a lot of people started telling me oh my god you don't shave your underarms and i'm like yeah i don't and th- after that i started taking it politically in the sense that okay now i don't want to do it anymore because uh, i am taking a political stand प्लस ऑल्सो मेरे पैसे बच रहे हैं एंड माई टाइम इज नॉट गेटिंग वेस्टेड डूइंग अ लॉर ऑफ थिंग्स हाउ टू रैप इट अप आई थिंक देर आर सो मेनी सो मेनी डिरेक्शंस इन विच वी वेंट जस्ट लाइक आई थिंक एनी अदर कॉन्वर्सेशन दैट वी हैड कॉन्वर्सेशन दैट आर ऑन द पॉडकास्ट एंड कॉन्वर्सेशन दैट आर नॉट ऑन द पॉडकास्ट वी हैव टॉक्ड अबाउट आर ऑन पर्सन जर्नीज ऑफ बॉडी अबाउट मेल गेज अबाउट some in some sense ability disability touched so many different entry points to how you can see your own body and how other people looking at your body impacts your entire personality and as bha said your own mental health as well you know before i started the podcast i had like slight heavy palpitation in my heart and i uh, i was feeling like a dry throat but as we started speaking the anxiety did not show in bodily symptoms <laughs> since we are talking about body and uh, since the conversation went so well i actually feel better you know in certain ways i think i'm just really happy that i could do this conversation without getting anxious you know because there is a lot of trauma uh, with this topic but the way we spoke about it it did not get heavy we have touched upon the things which were trauma inducing for us and this is something that i think we should just carry forward with us also when we are seeing our own bodies maybe try and embrace it more and there will definitely be days when we will not want to embrace it and it's okay you know i don't want to sound preachy but this is something i have just started doing with myself you know like every single time i look into the mirror and i do not like something that i'm seeing i just think that if it were a friend of mine would i have felt the same way about that person and the answer is always a no so that's how i i have started working on myself bhavna has this tendency of like whenever i'm around her like she'll be changing clothes or whatever and then she'll stand from the mirror and she'll be like oh i love my body and then i'm just like uh uh-huh, okay <laughs> it's so random it's just like aise din mein kuch baat kar rahe baat kar rahe she's like oh i love my body and i was like उट the body is not that important b how we feel about our body is more important than how others others are feeling about it and see a lot of times a lot of people do not even see the imperfections that we are seeing you know just treat yourself how you would treat someone you love that just works with the idea of your own mental health and your own body yeah 
I think really good. I wish, I wish we could always see ourselves the way our loved ones see us. Like, I wish, I wish that was a superpower. I wish there was a switch in my head where I was like, "Acha, this is the Arundhati lens, and now I switch to the Sumedha lens or the Deepa lens." So, like, like the, it, I wish there was just a regulator in my system that could help me see me in the ways that my loved ones see me. Therefore, to be able to see my body as a whole and not as broken up parts, <laughs> as we discussed. I think in the very beginning, Bhavna mentioned this, this journey is never linear. You never get to a place of acceptance with your body and that is full and final. And iske baad, like for the rest of your life, you never have a problem with your body. No, you keep going back. There are past traumas that keep coming back. There are new traumas inflicted by unknown strangers and known people that keep coming to hurt our ideas and because our framing of the body is so conditioned by what we hear and see and and this idea of the normal and the able but i wish that our idea of beauty and our idea of desirability and our idea of normativity keeps expanding to include at least ourselves <laughs> for the time being and then everybody else and and maybe that yeah. that will be the healthy place to be i don't know if we'll ever we'll ever arrive i don't know what we want to arrive at one thing that i've realized is that you interact with everything around you through your body and like that's the first point of interaction and I am growingly learning how to romance with the idea of how I interact with everything around me through my body and how important then is is to value my own body to preserve my own body feel good about my own body the two of you have been two of the most important landmarks for me in, in, in this journey of understanding my body. And yeah, we are all making our own journeys and like falling. There are many, 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 many pitfalls. Um, and then we are climbing up back again. And I think more power to all of us as we continue to do this. Such a lovely conversation. Thanks, Bhavna. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you so much, both of you. We put out an episode every Friday. You can find us on Spotify, on Stitcher. We're also on iTunes now and, and on every other place where you get your podcast. So follow us. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, which is the only place you can leave us a review. That would be so wonderful. You can find us on Instagram at Feminism. You can email us at forsafeminism at gmail.com. We'll see you next Friday. Bye-bye.